Welcome to another edition of the Valero Verdict. I'm your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we're going to continue our NFL prediction shows. Today, we are going to tackle the NFC North. A lot to talk about, a lot of controversy that's going to be behind, be behind my picks. As always, I am joined in the studio with the bailiff. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm not doing too bad, not doing too bad. I pr- feel like I'm going to hurt a couple fans' uh, feelings on this fan base when no, I dive I into this episode. Not, I don't think this is a, a matter of fact. It, it really is, really is. Folks, do us a favor. Like we said, all the rest of August and all September long, we are doing a giveaway. All you have to do is head on over to iTunes, give us a five-star review, and leave a funny comment or something on the review. Screenshot and send it, to, send it over to us on Twitter, and we're going to have a drawing to give away an Amazon Echo Dot, folks. We're going to give out a free Amazon Echo That's Dot an amazing to the best prize. review. Amazing prize. It's fantastic. Can I, can I enter? Bailiff has tried to send me a few emails <laughs> and a few messages on Twitter. I think he even created a different account just to try to enter, but I have not. We've had a few entries come in. And it's pretty exciting to see some of these people roll in and get going. But folks, hop on over to iTunes, leave the review, leave the five star, drop it over to the bailiff at TVV bailiff at Ricky Valero underscore or at Valero verdict and enter the contest. Let's go ahead and dive right in to the NFC North. Coming in at fourth place in the NFC North is going to be the Detroit Lions. Last year, this team really underachieved, finishing six and ten. This team was very interesting throughout the season, losing games in which they should have probably won, and then, of course, beating teams that I have no clue how they did. They swept the Green Bay Packers last year. They beat the Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. They have they have some talents on both sides of the ball, but I truly don't believe it's enough to get out of the bottom cellar. They, they're really not a good football team. They struggled against the Jets last year. They struggled to beat the Cardinals. They lost to the Bills. And this year, Bailiff, what is their over and under heading into the season? The Detroit Lions over and under at six and a half games. Yeah, the offseason was spent adding some key pieces. They try to help the team contend. Throw a, They threw a Brinks truck to uh, sign Trey Flowers. They paid a lot of money for uh, slot corner Justin Coleman. They drafted uh, TJ Hawkinson to fill the void at tight end. They brought in Danny Amendola to kind of help Stafford get rid of the ball a little bit faster. Solid offseason, but is it enough? I, I really don't think. This division is loaded with talent. You're talking about three teams in the Vikings, the Bears, and the Packers, all who have been in the playoffs or won this division over the last couple of years. Stafford saw a decrease in his stats last year. He wasn't in prominent in the passing game as they tried to run the ball a lot last year, which was absolute joke because they kept on handing the ball off to LeGarrette Le- Blunt, which made absolutely no, no sense at all. They were one of the worst run games in all of football last year. Carryon Johnson looks to be the vocal point of this offense, who showed flashes to be great last year. He averaged 5.4 yards per carry. But still, somehow in between all that, the coaches allowed LeGarrette Blunt and uh, Theo Riddick on the field to get touches. It still b- b- blows my mind. They had Marvin Jones and Golden Tate, but now both are gone. Kenny Galladay is is the boy wonder. Everybody thinks that he's baby Tron out there and they think that he's going to step up to the plate. I think he's going to be really nice to... Uh, in that offense, another season, another offseason with Stafford. I think he's going to have some good chemistry. But to be honest with you, my biggest concern, obviously the addition to Danny Amendola, I think that's going to really help have a security blanket for Stafford. But to be honest with you, this offensive line is bad. They didn't replace TJ Lang. They didn't add anyone to really of, of any value to the offensive line. This team needs to try to establish the run. And if they can't block, they're not going to be able to run. That's, I mean, it's... 
Apple's you know, and, just point and black. Stafford's not getting any younger. Exactly, and that's the problem as well. And it, with his de- decrease as well, the, the, on defense, yeah, Flowers is an upgrade. They overpaid for him. He's a fit for Patricia. His defense, Matt Patricia, in his second year with the Lions, he's gonna have to make things happen this year. They're gonna have to create turnovers. Period. They were second worst in the league with only fourteen. It's not again. If you're gonna beat the teams within this division, you're gonna have to get turnovers. Chicago Bears almost had three times as many turnovers as this team did last year. And folks, we haven't even begun to talk about the schedule. To start the season, the Lions are in a world of trouble. Bailiff, hit me with their schedule week one through four. And, 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 I, and I'll tell you quick, I am a fan of Stafford just to say that part of it is. And, and is but he's not getting any younger as we talked about. You exactly. Know? But they're, to start off with, they're at Arizona. Okay, then they're at home for the Chargers. Then they're back on the road against the Eagles. And then they're at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Yeah, you're starting you're starting out the season at Oakland against a very much improved Oakland team. You then, of course, back-to-back games are actually three games in a row against all playoff teams, Chargers, Eagles, Chiefs. That's a world of trouble, folks. That's yeah. 0-4 out the gate. And we haven't even that's not even that's not even touching with their interdivisional games against Green Bay and Minnesota and stuff like that. Folks, I'm going to be honest with you. This is where I've got this team. I've got them sitting right now, and to be honest with you, this is not a joke, Bailiff. I've got them at two and fourteen right now. Whoa! I've got is that them, a little harsh. I've got them at one of the worst teams in the league, but I see a little bit of wiggle room. I do. I see some wiggle room, but I don't see Minnesota regressing as bad as as bad as being finishing in in fourth place. So you don't, I don't, you don't see, see you don't see them being able to benefit. I don't see them I don't see the Chicago Bears regressing. Obviously, I do see the Chicago Bears regressing this year, but I don't see the Chicago Bears regressing enough to see them finish in fourth place. I don't see Green Bay taking that farther no. of a step back and finishing fourth place. So I between the schedule and between the division, this team is in a world of trouble. I think Patricia they're going to be calling for his head, but it is only year two. So folks. I've got the Detroit Lions coming in fourth place and finishing two and fourteen. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording and hosting and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's a hundred percent free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. And that means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if if you've always wanted to start a podcast making money to do it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I cannot wait to hear your podcast. All right, folks, coming in at third place in the 2019 NFL season and the NFC North is going to be the Chicago Bears. This is going to make a lot of people not happy, but I'm really okay with this. <laughs> they really overachieved last year, benefiting from a down year from Aaron Rodgers and the Vikings taking a step back. They were a field goal away from beating the Eagles, but obviously that clicked up, clinked the upright. I just see a lot of holes in this team coming into this year, but before I dive into all that, what is the over and under for the Bears this year? The Chicago Bears over and under is nine wins. Folks, that's a high number, and I'm going to tell you right now, I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. It's nowhere near one of my favorite bets because, honestly, I'm going to say a lot of things about the Bears that I like and a lot about things about the Bears that I don't like, and I'm going to dissect it little by little just like I have with every other team. But this is obviously one of those teams that I could see going back to the playoffs again this year 
But I love the drafting of David Montgomery. I think he fits this offense. It's perfect compared to how Jordan Howard did. I like the Cohen-Montgomery combo. It's going to be a great, fantastic combination out of the backfield that's going to help Mitchell Trubisky. Outside of Allen Robinson, I really don't like the receiving core that has potential, but I'm really not jumping for joy. Now, we're going to talk about the worst part of this offense, and it's going to, and I'm telling you, I cannot tell you how much this guy reminds me so much of Blake Bortles, and that's Mitchell Trubisky. There's been tons of reports out of Bears camps that he's struggling, overthrowing people, that he's throwing interceptions. He's not looking very good in camp right now. Nagy made him look fantastic last year. He kept teams on their toes, and he was really good. But this quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky, is average at best. This team has one of the best defenses in football, and they had one of the, obviously they had one of the best defenses in football last year. They were fantastic last year. But this year... The weakest link on this team is Mitchell Drabisky. If they didn't have Mitchell Drabisky at quarterback, if they had anybody else, I mean, give me anybody else at quarterback. I mean, any of the other top, you know, he's not even a top 15 quarterback. I don't even know who I can say to put on this team. If you put Stafford on the on the Bears, this team is a Super Bowl team, period. Mitchell Drabisky is the problem. He reminds me so much of Blake Borders, like I said. He has trouble finding his second option at times. He's inconsistent in the red zone. If teams blitz him, they will confuse him. He can make plays at times, but I'm just telling you, there's just something about this guy. There's something about this guy. They just, with a great defense and a lackluster quarterback, this team is going to struggle. This defense sets him up for success, and that's where he succeeds. This team led the league in turnovers last year, and they led the league in in, in uh, field position, which actually helped them, obviously, get to the red zone faster, get on the scoreboard faster. There was times where, like I said, Trubisky looked okay. There's another problem I have with this team is the secondary. Obviously, you have Khalil Mack. You can't even not talk about this team without that massive trade they made last year for him. It's paying off dividends. One, the trade I've kind of criticized from time to time, but honestly, it was a fantastic trade for them. And this defensive line, you got Hicks, you've got Mack, you've got, I mean, you've got a lot of guys on this line that's really, really good, but that secondary is that question, okay? The secondary, obviously. Clinton Dix is a massive downgrade and unreliable. Pagano brings in a man coverage defense that I don't believe they have the cornerbacks to fit. This team has faced this team's faced three teams with winning records last year. It's going to be a whole different ball game this year. A whole different ball game. Bailiff, what's your schedule looking like? Well, they're at home against the New Orleans Saints, they're at home against the Chargers, and they're on the road against the Rams. Folks, that is that's that's week 7, week 8, and then week 9, week 10 and week 11. They got Detroit in there as well. Uh, mixed up in there. That is new uh, home for New Orleans, home for the Chargers, on the road against Philadelphia for the playoff rematch. You've got Detroit obviously mixed up in there, and then you've got the Rams as well. Folks, I'm telling you, that's a massive... Again, again, again I say this, just like I said with the Lions, that's the non-conference, non-division schedule. New Orleans, playoff team. Chargers, playoff team. Philadelphia, playoff team. Rams, playoff team. Again, they got Dallas in week 14. Let's see where they end the season. They end the season hard as well. You got Dallas in week 14. You're on the road against Green Bay week 15. You're at home for Kansas City, one of the best teams in the NFL. And then week 17, you're battling it out with Minnesota on the road. This team is in a world of trouble, period. They really are. Folks, I've got them finishing 8-8 and and taking a step back due to Mitchell Trubisky 
and taking a step back because of that secondary. Folks, obviously, like I said at the top of the show, I can believe the fact that they could obviously go 10-6, and 11-5 if the Packers don't step up. If the Vikings play like they did last year, Kirk Cousins doesn't step up and play. This team will easily, easily finish possibly in first place in this division. But I don't see it happening this year. I see the, the number one team I'm looking to regress the most this year, and I do think they will miss the playoffs this year. That's the Chicago Bears coming in third place in the NFC North. Coming in at third place in the NFC North is going to be the Minnesota Vikings. This team superly over, underachieved last year, finishing 8-7-1, a year removed from, from playing in the NFC title game. They paid Kirk Cousins a lot of money to come in and take this team over the hump, and he didn't actually do that last year. But I will say he wasn't the only issue, and we'll dive into that in a minute. Bailiff, what is the over and under for the Minnesota Vikings right now? Minnesota Vikings over and unders nine wins. Yeah, it's a consistent team for the top three teams in this division. Bears, Vikings, and Packers all have an over and under of nine wins, which is actually the highest of any division in football. I will say this, like I said, Kirk Cousins wasn't just the only issue last year. He put together one of the best seasons he's had as a quarterback in the NFL. He had a 70% completion ratio, for almost 4,300 yards, 30 touchdowns, only 10 picks. I will say his biggest problem last year on the flip side was the fumbles. He lost seven fumbles last year, which equated to 17 total turnovers. He really, 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 really needs to get a grip on that next year, this coming year because if he doesn't, period, this team is going to struggle again. This team is loaded with talent from top to bottom on the offensive side of football. Dalvin Cook coming in. If that man can stay healthy, this is going to be a game changer for them running the ball this year. And it will take a lot of pressure off Kirk Cousins, which would open up the passing game for the play action, which he's very good at. Throwing to two of the best, the, two of the best guys in the game, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. That's one of the best duos in all of football. Tight end position, they just gave uh, Rudolph a brand new contract. And Irv Smith Jr. coming in, they just drafted him. This is going to be a dangerous team offensively this year. I expect this team to try to get Cook running early in the season. I, I'm telling you, Cook's health is key to this team. If he does not stay healthy, they're in a world of trouble because their backup position at the running back position is not really... It's not unknown. Murray is gone. Latavius Murray is gone. He's in New Orleans right now. They had the third worst running attack in 2018. The line's going to have to step up as they struggled in the interior part of the line, which is why the running game struggled. Defensively, this is a thing that wasn't, I mean, it was talked about, but this team gave up 89 points more than the year they went to the title game. That's 89. That's a lot of points. You know, you divvy that up between all the games. I mean, that's a, that's that's the fact of winning. That's the fact of winning and losing. This team was one game away from making the playoffs last year. You know, the whole team was the reason why Cousins and this defense. Look, part of the reason why the defense you know regressed was due to the short field provided by Cousins. I will say that as well. I will come to the defense of the defense a little bit here. Because if you give a team a short field and this team defense is on the field a lot more, they're gonna score, you know, they're gonna give up more points. But this defense, let's not forget, just a year ago, this was the one of the best teams in the NFL on defense. They can make it happen. Xavier Rhodes needs to be more like he was in 2017 than he was in 2018. He became a liability last year. And folks, this schedule, right out the gate, right out the gate, folks, is brutal. Bailiff, hit me with the schedule weeks one through four. 
Week one, they're at home against the Falcons, on the road for the Green Bay Packers, at home for the Raiders, on the road for the Bears. Folks, I'm telling you, right out the gate, okay? Right out the gate, we're swinging against an Atlanta team who's locked and loaded. They're healthy, when they unlike they weren't last year. Of course, then they go to Green Bay. Green Bay is Green Bay, division matchup. Oakland, they have to, they have Oakland at home, but they're going to Oakland, retooled, revamped, Carr, uh, Williams, Antonio Brown. They're locked and loaded this year. And then, of course, you have the Chicago Bears. I mean, what's not to like about the Chicago Bears, obviously, other than Mitchell Trubisky, that he's awful. But, folks, I'm telling you, week one through four, I actually have this team starting the season 0-4. And I'm telling you, if they start the season 0-4, they're going to start calling for people's jobs. Kirk Cousins might be out the door. But to be honest with you, folks, they end the season just as just as brutal as well. I mean, they've got Chargers, Green Bay, Chicago, the end of season. The only thing that they got going for them is they got back-to-back home games against Green Bay and Chicago to the end of the year. That's a positive, but it's still, still dangerous. I've got the Vikings 9-7. and I've got them unable to completely overcome the 0-4 start. The upside is, is this. If the Packers don't improve this year, I can see the Vikings easily winning this division. This is one of the only divisions in football where I can see the Bears, Packers, and the Vikings all winning this division, no questions asked. This is the only division where I see three teams in the running for the division, maybe outside the AFC West, and not a lot of people will agree with me when I say that. But if Kirk Cousins can't work on those turnovers, this team's going to be in a world of trouble. I could easily see them going 6-10, and 5-11, and struggling, and Kirk Cousins could be well out the door. And they could be on their way to another disappointing season. But folks, I got the Minnesota Vikings coming in at second place at nine and seven. Coming in at first place in the NFC North is the Green Bay Packers. This is one of those teams that massively disappointed last year, finishing six nine and one, which led to the firing in the middle of the year of Mike McCarthy. In comes the young stud Matt Lafleur. Can he and the best quarterback in football return their franchise into the glory days of the past? It's a lot of questions ahead for this team. Obviously, I've got them finishing in first place. Bailiff, what is the over and under for the Green Bay Packers? The Green Bay Packers over and under is nine wins. Folks, Rodgers last year was still productive, but obviously was hampered much of the 2018 season. But I think the pairing of him and LaFleur will be a huge key to this season. They play in one of the hardest divisions in football with two stud defenses. Offensively, they have some questions. I think at running back, they're just fine. Aaron Jones and Williams, I think that's a great combination. Both showed flashes whenever one was not healthy, the other one was healthy. They will be a solid one-two punch. Health is a factor, obviously, there. But I think with one gone, the other one can succeed and vice versa. So I'm very satisfied where they are at the running back position. I criticize... This team, the same way I criticized the Panthers, the same way I'm going to criticize the 49ers, there was receivers in the market to be had, and they failed to make a move. So we are left with unproven raw talent on this offense. Gone are the days of the Jordy Nelsons, the Randall Cobbs, and the Devontae Adams. We just have Adams. We've got Scantling, St. Brown, Allison, all of which have shown talent, all of which Showed size of great talent last year, but they have been inconsistent with Rodgers on the football field. If they're unable to connect with Rodgers, they will not have a productive 2019. And that's going to be a huge key. Jimmy Graham's another huge key. They paid a lot of money to that guy, and last year he was super disappointing. He did lead the, lead the team with 
in, in second with 55 catches, 636 yards, but was not the red zone threat that they anticipated, finishing the year with only two touchdowns. I think he's going to be key to stepping up into the red zone. They're going to have to find him and Rodgers are going to have to find the connections defensively. Whew. Turnovers, 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 and even more turnovers. Okay, defensively they got retooled. Seriously, they they they've got a whole entire offseason. They've revamped this defense. They paid a lot of money for the defense. You got Smith. You got uh, you got the Smith combination there. You got Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith. You got Amos coming in. All are going to make an instant impact. They're gonna have to have to get some turnovers this year. They're one of the league's worst in turnovers last year, which is disappointing because your defense is one of the worst at turnovers, but your quarterback is one of the best at not giving the ball up. So it's not very good. They also have to create a better short field because honestly, they were one of the worst in lay. They started on average at their own 27-yard line, which represented the bottom half, bottom 10th of the league last year. But like I said, the offseason improvements... Those guys, those Smith, Smith, and Amos are going to come in and make an impact right away. First round pick of Daryl Savage should make an immediate impact in the secondary as well. The defense needs to step up, period, guys. Look, we have seen Aaron Rodgers and what Aaron Rodgers is capable of doing. But if they cannot step up defensively, they're going to waste these last few great years of Aaron Rodgers. It truly, they truly, truly, truly will. They just have to get better on third down at getting off the football field. And they're gonna have this defense is gonna have to step up. The big question, obviously, is LaFleur and Aaron's Aaron Rodgers, is it gonna work? And again, just like I talked about with the Lions, and just like I'm talked about with the Minnesota Vikings, the schedule to start the season is rough. Bailiff hit me with the schedule to start the season for the Packers week one through five. Well, I mean, start off week one through five. I mean, you have them against the uh, Chicago Bears, and then at home for the Minnesota Vikings the Broncos, and the Philadelphia Eagles, and then they're at the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, folks, so to start the season, obviously they kick off the 100 years of the NFL uh, traveling to Chicago, which should be interesting because those guys split last year, and uh, Aaron Rodgers, everybody healthy. So it's going to be interesting to start the season against that division impact. They start the season with back-to-back um, division games, obviously then at home for Minnesota, which should be a dogfight as well. You've got Denver cupcaked in there. They should destroy them pretty handsomely. But I do think they benefit early on. I mean, they have five of the first seven games are at home, which is really, really strange to see in a schedule. Obviously, that's going to mean the latter half of their schedule is going to be really rough because their last six games, four of them are on the road. So that's going to be an interesting mismatch of how they do that. And they finished the season with three straight division games. Chicago, at home for Chicago, on the road for Minnesota, and Detroit. Folks, right now I've got Green Bay Packers finishing at 12-4 and this year. I've got them actually finishing as the best, division, uh, the best team in the NFC. I think LaFleur and Rodgers works. I think Rodgers steps up, and I think he's going to kill it. To be honest with you, spoiler alert heading into our awards episode, I do have Aaron Rodgers winning the MVP this year. I think he's going to be fantastic. Look, this guy was 25 touchdowns, two interceptions last year, and that was a down year for Rodgers. It was a down year. So, look. You still pick him over almost anybody. Look, if LaFleur and Rodgers doesn't work and the Bears don't take a step back, 
I mean, this team could be this team could be you know eight, nine wins, seven wins. I mean, what they did last year, seven and nine, eight and eight. I could see it easily happen. But for me personally, Aaron Rodgers, he. I just, I'm not going to question what he's bringing to the table this year. I think him and LaFleur are going to work great together. They've got the weapons and they upgraded the defense. So I fully expect the Packers to finish first place and 12 and 4 in this division. Folks, that was the NFC North predictions. Fourth place was the Lions. Third place was the Chicago Bears. Coming in second place was the Minnesota Vikings. And coming in first was the Green Bay Packers. Packers. Folks, do us a favor and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Hop on over to thesportscript.com to check all my latest movie reviews and NFL articles and anything else that I am posting. Go over on to Twitter. Give the show a follow at Valero Verdict. Give the bailiff a follow at TVV. Bailiff, give myself a follow at Ricky Valero underscore. Check out my Rumble channel. I've been posting all sorts of crazy videos on there. I've been posting some movie reviews, some NFL predictions on there as well. That's Rumble, R-U-M-B-L. Check it out right now. And folks, until next time, the courtroom's adjourned.